Thank you, Pastor Jabe. Last week, one of the things uh, Pastor Jabe said in his sermon was that uh, preachers can be kind of prophetic, pointing out things that need pointing out, and how maybe this week uh, the preacher would get back to uh, pointing out things or calling out things, um, but I am here today to preach somewhat of a continuation of his sermon from last week, that you all are so good, you have many gifts, um, and Jabe said, don't worry, he'll start calling you out on things again next week, so, <laughs> hmm? meddling, he'll start his meddling again next week, um, our scripture for this morning's sermon comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of powerful deeds. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each individually just as the Spirit chooses. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So just like we need to tend to a garden by watering or pruning or similarly to how we take care of our physical bodies uh, by going to the doctor or eating right, we also need to do certain things to take good care of our souls. The new sermon series is going to focus on um, a few different things we need to tend to to take care of our souls. There's something, anything, nothing, and everything. You know, those are just a few things. And today we'll talk about something, the something that you have to offer, um, the thing that needs to be shared in order to grow and shine. Paul wrote this letter to the church in Corinth about the some things they had to offer, their spiritual gifts. God works in everyone, Paul is saying. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it and everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. God decides who gets what and when and how much. 
One of the reasons Paul wrote this letter was to address some people in that church who claimed having certain spiritual gifts meant that they had higher spiritual status. Paul pastorally reminds the Corinthians that all gifts are valuable to God's work in the world, and all of these gifts come from the same spirit. You could have the gift of speaking in tongues or interpreting tongues, but those gifts were given to you by the Spirit just as if the Spirit had given you wisdom or prophecy or any other spiritual gift. From what we can gather, some members of that church were experiencing the Spirit in highly visible ways, but that left them with the result that other members felt like maybe their faith was lacking. If they didn't have those certain spiritual gifts, then maybe they had nothing to offer. The new Disney movie Encanto tells a similar story. Some of us um, got together on the lawn a couple weeks ago to watch Encanto together, but if you haven't seen it, um, it tells the story of this Colombian family who lives in a magical house called the Encanto. And the Encanto has um, blessed each of the children in this family with a special gift. Um, And they use these gifts like their super strength or their ability to talk to animals um, to help other people in their community. So all the children in this family have a gift except for the main character, Mirabelle. So Mirabelle sees her cousins and siblings use their blessings, and Mirabelle is tired of not having a blessing of her own. Like some of the folks in Corinth, Mirabelle felt like she had nothing to offer because she didn't have the same gifts as those around her. But when her family starts to lose their magic, Mirabelle is willing to figure out what's going on despite her being ordinary or not having a blessing like the rest of her family. Her being ordinary ends up being what saves the day. She was all her family needed just by being herself. She thought she had nothing to give, but like each of us, she had something just by offering who she was. Encanto also highlights the importance of being honest when you know you have a gift, but you aren't feeling so strong in it. When Mirabelle's sister uh, starts to feel that the, the house is losing its magic, Louisa's strength, she was the one who was super strong, her strength is kind of fading. She feels weaker. She can't carry as much around. Um, and she feels bad about it. She feels bad about being weaker in what is supposed to be her gift. She feels like she has to be strong all the time. But her family comes around her, and as the story continues, she realizes it's okay if I'm not super strong all the time. Um, And in the same way, it's okay for us to be vulnerable and admit when we aren't feeling as strong in our gifts. Um, And in fact, that gives our community an even better opportunity to be there for each other. Christians should never underestimate the power of the Spirit's working, even if what we have to give feels small or insignificant. Sometimes that is when the Spirit does the Spirit's best work to enrich our community. So the Corinthians had made their diversity of gifts a problem, when in reality these differences are inspired by the Holy Spirit. They build up the community by God's design. 
No one gift is superior to the others, and no one gift is a hallmark or a telltale sign that someone is a Christian. We need a variety of gifts and services and activities to make a full Christian community. And yet all this variety comes from the same spirit, comes from the same God. God gifts each believer something to serve the body with. Through God's grace, we are empowered to love and act hospitably towards one another. For our founder, John Wesley, holiness is evidenced through acts of mercy, through using our gifts in our community, especially for the poor and needy. We should always be exhibiting the kind of community seen in the early church where we use our different gifts to encourage one another and strengthen all that we have to offer. Part of this life of community is pointing out spiritual gifts that other people have. We were talking about spiritual gifts in Bible study on Wednesday, and someone mentioned how um, even if you're listening to God, even if you um, have maybe taken a test on what kind of spiritual gift you have, it can be hard to know what your gifts are and how to best use them. Um, I was part of um, a campus ministry in college where we took a spiritual gifts quiz to determine the, the best ways we could serve in that, in that campus ministry. Um, and even still sometimes, it's hard to know what is the best way to lead or the best way to serve. Your gift might be seeing those kinds of strengths in others. So pay attention to each other. If someone is using their gift, point it out to them. Let them know that they are blessed with that gift and that their gift is appreciated. Pay attention when others thank you for something that you do. It might be a gift that you didn't even know you had or something you considered a gift because it comes so naturally to you. But God often uses other people to point out things we don't even see in ourselves. Maybe you do know what your gift is. Maybe you know you have a strong gift in prayer or creativity or hospitality. Maybe you have the gift of presence where you are just really good at sitting with someone and making sure that they feel heard and listened to and loved. That is such a gift. Maybe you've always had this gift or maybe it's something that's developed over time because you practiced it. God calls us to use these gifts, and the Holy Spirit empowers us to follow through on those callings. Throughout Scripture, we see how God is a personal God that knows us and calls us by name. We see it with Moses and Elijah and with Mary. We hear it in our own lives. God knows your name. God knows your gifts and knows how they can best be used for God's glory. If you sense a calling to something, know that God has you and your particular gifts in mind. God doesn't call just anybody. Um, if you sense that you have a calling to a particular ministry, know that you are not just a body filling a role. God is not going to move on to the next person because you're like, oh, no, thanks, God. I don't really want to do that. Um, I often think of Moses who... Um, tried to tell God, nope, not going to do that, not going to tell Pharaoh to set the people free uh, because uh, Moses had a stutter or 
um, he wasn't really sure if he was the best person to talk to Pharaoh. Um, and God just tells Moses, you know what? Don't worry about it because I'm with you. I'm going to give you the words to speak. Aaron's going to be with you to speak for you. So there's really no excuse. And Moses eventually has to say, you know what, God? If you will be with me and if you'll speak through me, then I can do it. God won't accept our flaws as excuses because God loves using unexpected people. You might have heard the phrase that God doesn't call the equipped, God equips the called. Have you guys heard this before? Some nods, yeah. God uh, is okay with us not having it all figured out before we step into a calling. You guys have seen this in uh, my ministry here. I certainly still don't have it all figured out, but because I've uh, allowed um, God to work through me, I've been able to kind of learn and, and lead as I go and learn as I go. Um, thanks to pastors like David and Jabe and all of you um, who have allowed me to, to kind of be equipped as I lean into my calling. And I hope that that's the same for each of you. Um, if you feel called to be a trustee, it is so that you can steward our most visible uh, tool for ministry, our building and our property. If you feel called to uh, teach a Sunday school class or a Bible study, that's because God is calling you to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. God and the community will help you as you go. In Matthew 4, uh, like Helen read earlier, Jesus calls his first disciples. Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he sees Peter and Andrew and James and John. Jesus calls them to follow, and they come at once. And when Jesus called his disciples, he wasn't calling them to be a volunteer. He was calling servants who would follow him and be in mission. And for these disciples, it was a commitment and a joy to serve Jesus with their lives. When we accept our own calls to follow, we are committing to using our unique gifts to glorify God and build the kingdom. And God might call you to several different things throughout your life. You might experience a number of different calls, and you might find that your spiritual gifts change throughout your life too. God may be calling you to something different because God is growing a different spiritual gift in you in that time. But we each have gifts, not that we use just as individuals, but that we use all together. We are a priesthood of all believers because our gifts work together best when we are living them out in community with each other. Someone recently said to me, um, if everyone responded to the job God called them to do, all the jobs in the church would be filled. Um, we don't really have too big of a problem with that here because y'all are so good at using your gifts, at coming together, at working together. Um, but if you feel God is calling you to something new that you've never done before or something different um, or something that you would have never expected to do, try it anyway because you can glorify God and build the kingdom um, here in the church and in other areas of your life when you listen to that call to use your gifts. I was thinking about um, what final story can I close with to illustrate a community that uses their spiritual gifts really well? 
And what kept coming back to me was the testimony that a lot of you already heard last week at our 11 o'clock service. We had a lot of folks sharing um, all throughout last Sunday what they love about this church um, and the ways that they see God working here. And at our 11 o'clock service, Katie Sparrow shared a testimony um, how, of how often and easily she feels fulfilled by this church. Um, and that was just such an illustration of folks that use their spiritual gifts that you get to hear it again now. So uh, Katie shared how she and Jeremy wanted to go through Financial Peace University, so they got a group of people together and led the course. Katie brought her knowledge and love of buildings to this church by joining the building committee. When she wanted to get to know our youth, she led a Sunday school group. And beyond her own fulfillment, Katie shared how she loves seeing others in our church family are fulfilled when they are a part of this church too. She has enjoyed seeing how a love of baking can become a communion love, how a need to support others becomes a grief share group, even how a love of demolition becomes a work day at more free and charitable clinic. She went on to describe how our church body can take what she has to offer and completely transform it. She talked about how she can drop a check in the offering plate and watch that turn into a house our youth build in El Salvador. Or watch it turn into a series of Christmas Eve services where we worship with the whole community. Katie can bake a plate of brownies and man a cash register at the chocolate festival and watch our church family turn that into $20,000 for other local nonprofits. Katie closed her testimony by giving us a call to action to find what fulfills each of us and bring it here. There is just no better uh, testimony to the way that we each use our different gifts and how well they work together when we share them with each other. There is certainly a place here for everyone to use their gifts. I also want to mention this morning that all of you, not just your gift, but all of who you are is valuable. It's not all about what you can bring, but you do have something to bring here. You do have something to offer, even if you may not be sure of what it is or it's something different that you have never done before. Bring it here. Try it out. Watch what God does. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would transform our hearts. May your spirit work within us that we might use our variety of gifts to show the light of your love as one body in Christ. Amen.